Hey, what's up, cool kids? I wanted to let you know, if you're not familiar already, with the Club Cool Patreon account. That's right. We're a small podcast. We're a niche podcast. You know, we don't have we don't have big, big, big advertisers funding this show just yet. So we rely on multiple revenue streams. And, uh, you know, go to patreon.com slash club cool. It's the best way to let us know that we should keep doing exactly what we're doing. We're going to pump out more content for you. It's only $2 a month. We've got, uh, we've got our July Things We Like Under $50 coming soon. Uh, we'll do more editorial like that. And, uh, and you never know what else might come on that Patreon account. Right now, really, what it's doing, it's just it's helping us continue to make this show. And, uh, you know, you're just out there supporting your, uh, your loving, fashionable hosts. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't scoped it out yet, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash club cool all righty it's wednesday you know what that means it is time for the club cool podcast i am your host barrett dudley joined in the studio by old Wild Phil. <laughs> Phil, I like that. How's it going? How's it going? It's going well. Yeah, we're, um, we're we're warming up here. Oh my god, we're warming up. It is so freaking hot today. I just pulled up in the parking lot, which is shaded here mm-hmm. at the studio, very shaded. And I opened the door, and I, I thought I was going to be like comfortable. And I was like, oh, like desperately seeking air conditioning <laughs> as soon as I opened just my car door. I looked it up. It's you know we're it, we're six p.m. right now. Ninety eight feels like one oh seven. No shit. So yeah, we're uh, wow. It's safe to say we're we're in the dog days. Yeah. And you know this this is the this is the classic type of day in Austin that like you really should come experience if you have any intention whatsoever of moving here. Yeah, you're but gonna I, need to see this. Yeah, yeah. You really you really gotta feel it to know mm-hmm. it. But whew, it's a rough one. Um, anyways. We're right here, same place we always are, shaded parking lot, right by the intersection of style and pop culture. And uh, Phil, I hear, I hear you've been, uh, I hear you've taken up some land work. That is correct. I am landman. You're a landman. Now, when you go do landman stuff, do you have to put on like square toe boots and like creased, yeah. up, creased up Wranglers and like yeah. and like a pressed, like a ten gallon hat, like a ten gallon hat? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have that in the back of my closet, and That's I always good. break it out, and, and just in case. <laughs> but seriously, what does uh, what what do you, what are you just working from home? Are you yeah. just like digging through archives on on the web, or do you have to like go into look at the Dewey Decimal System and like pull up records from 1787 <laughs> to see who you know who was complicit in the Louisiana Purchase? Hey, sometimes you do have to go all the way back to what is called patent. Mm-hmm. And that is when the the state issued the land originally to the original landowner. So yeah, what I've been doing though is is a little light on the title work, more heavy on the negotiation work uh, okay. as far as contract negotiations. Ah. So I work with landowners, um, more specifically mineral owners, mm. to negotiate an oil and gas. Get lease. those mineral rights. That is right. Yeah, you come to people's property, you say we want to buy your land. Because you've got minerals underneath. It's grass. We want to <laughs> we want to lease the minerals. You keep the land. Keep your minerals. We're just uh, we're tenants. Okay. Right. You know, but the the tenant can end up paying very well. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
so yeah, that's what I've been up to working from home. It's it's great. I love it. Uh, had to knock the rust off there for a few days, get uh, back in the swing of things. And I've got a couple other irons in the fire. Of course you do. You know, I got to stay busy. All, all, all millennials worth their salt are have many irons in the fire. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've got some side gigs uh, in the works, uh, still doing real estate. And then another, another couple things that I'm working on. Don't want to announce anything just yet, but we'll see. Yeah. Exciting yeah. stuff. For some reason, when you like when you talk about the landman stuff, uh-huh. I just picture for I, I get that scene from Days and Confused where uh, Mitch wants to buy beer, and so he walks into the convenience store and like talks about how he's working for the city. He like regurg- <laughs> he regurgitates what he heard from McConaughey. He's like, yeah. you know, I'm just out here working for the city. Uh-huh. Just and he talks about like I don't know something about earning a day's pay or something decent like wage. that. Decent wage. Yeah, and, that's uh, what I'm doing. Yeah, so now Phil is earning pay the decent way. That's right. As we like to say. You know, I do I do have a special place in my heart for old courthouses. I like everything about them. Yeah. I like the yeah. smell, the feel, um, everybody in there, including the criminals. Mm-hmm. They just add to the, the ambiance. <laughs> to the, to the, uh, they add a patina going on uh-huh. there. Yeah. Speaking of criminals, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Sir ASAP Rocky later on the pod. We've also got uh, we've also got some discussion about Stranger Things, but not the content on the show. More specifically, the style that we're seeing on the show got a lot of got a lot of '80s gold there. You know what I mean? And, uh, and we'll, we'll touch on some other pop culture minute type stuff. You know, give some shouts to the the U.S. Women's National Team. Man, got huge! A, yes, absolutely. Got a good episode for you today. But first, let's take a quick break and hear from a sponsor. I want to tell you about Away. That's right, Away Luggage. This is first-class luggage at a coach price. And now that I've said that, I'm throwing away this script, and I'm just going to tell you about my suitcase because it's phenomenal, and I just got to take it on a trip to Charleston, South Carolina, and then to the beach in North Carolina. And this thing was... I, I, all I can say is fabulous. Really? You think, you think, you like, you get online, and you're like, ah, man, you know, like... It's still a little steep for a, for a piece of luggage for something that's gonna you know get thrown in the overhead or whatever. But this thing is luxe, baby. It it's so smooth on the push. Mm. You can put another bag on top of it on top of it if you want. It looks gorgeous. It's so handsome. I went for the dark green colorway, yeah. which I like to call Land Rover green. I feel like I'm going on a hunting expedition in a in an old Defender or something when I'm wheeling this thing around. I like. And the, look the at that. interior is also just full of bells and whistles and ones that are super, super useful. There's a big, there's a, instead of just straps, there's a big like piece in the middle that's attached to the straps. And I call that the tamper Uh because it, when you tighten the straps, it pushes all the stuff down, allowing for maximum space and storage inside. There is a little zipper pouch and you pull out your, a little hamper bag, a little laundry bag. Perfect for putting all your dirty clothes in, your wet stuff. It's water resistant, so you can either even throw a swimsuit in there if you need to, even if it's not completely dry. What else? This thing charges on the go, and the little battery now on the new updated ones, it pulls straight out. So if you do check this thing, pulling out the battery, very, very simple and easy. You will never be wandering around an airport like looking behind grungy-ass seats looking for a plug ever again because you have one right there on your suitcase it really is the perfect, it, it's perfect. It's the perfect suitcase, perfect for traveling, especially if you don't want to check a bag 
if you just want to wheel everything right on board, you got you got the whole shebang. Which size did you get? Uh, I went with the, it's the biggest one. It's called like the bigger suitcase. The, okay, yeah. It's the th- biggest one that you can still carry on. Carry on, right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. That's and a good size. It's a perfect size. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to go for, to me, for the, the mini one. Unless you want it specifically for like overnight trips. Yeah. If you want the smallest package possible, then that's a great one. But for me, I'm trying to get as much po- as possible onto a carry-on bag, basically. Yeah. So that's the perfect size for me. Club Cool listeners, you can get $20 off a suitcase. You just visit awaytravel.com slash cool and use code cool at checkout. It's as simple as that. It's awaytravel.com slash cool and use code COOL at checkout. You can check Away out on Instagram at Away. They're on Facebook at Away Luggage or facebook.com slash Away Luggage. They're even on Twitter at Away. They've been in all sorts of press, Gear Patrol, Bloomberg, Forbes, even Gwyneth Paltrow at Goop has done, has, you know. She's on board? She's on board, baby. I'm on board. Gwyneth Paltrow, Goop, they're (laughs) on board. That's all you need to know. Awaytravel.com slash cool. Use code cool. Get 20 bucks off a suitcase. Okay, Phil. Let's talk about some Stranger Things style. Let's. Now, last week, we talked a little bit about what's going on outside of the show with some some various collaborations. We touched on the Nike collaboration, the second of which drops later this week. And I mentioned that there was a Levi's capsule collection with some kind of 80s-inspired gear, some of which I believe will eventually be featured in the show, mm-hmm. at least on on 11, I do expect. Um, but this week, let's actually talk about some of the style that is on the show and some of the characters that we've seen bring just, you know, fire looks, even in seasons one and two. Uh, you know, there might be a couple that we need to throw up on the CCP-style icon wall. For sure. Which we have right here on the studio. I'm, I'm looking up at big framed photos uh-huh. of uh, of Justin Thoreau and John Mayer and LeBron James. Oh, hi, guys. Yep. What's up? It's got like all those like strings attached to it. <laughs> like, oh, we're putting the pieces together? So we can put all the style together. Together. So we can influences. map it all out. Yeah. Yeah. We need figure to figure out the puzzle. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We're like Charlie in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Or Carrie in Homeland, or Carrie, uh, or uh, Jonas in the show Dark. He got no idea what's going on, but he's trying. He's trying with the strength. I haven't gotten into Dark. He is. Maybe I'll try it out. Um, we got to start with Steve. Man, he is. He he was the first person on this show who was like, "Check me out. Here's my dope '80s style. Look at me now. Mm-hmm. Look at my shit." Um, he started very strong in season one. His name's Steve Harrington, and incidentally, he wears a Harrington jacket very frequently. Uh-huh. It's the one, you know, it's got the the kind of almost Mandarin-style collar, yeah. buttons in the front. It's just raised. It's not, a, it's not like a full-down mm-hmm. flap collar. Um, Barracuda is the kind of yes. heritage brand that, that produces the, or that kind of made this a, a, a popular item. Steve McQueen's famous for wearing them as well. Um, it's like a, it's a better members-only jacket. Basically, a cleaned up one, I'll say. He definitely had 80s jeans going, you know, not a lot of not a lot of uh, of of specific fades in high wear areas, but more just an all over kind of stonewash. Yes, basically. And I remember him having some like good striped polos and rugby style shirts. 
and then great shoes, always good good Nikes and stuff. Uh, unfortunately, season three, he has been relegated to the embarrassment of constantly being in his Scoops Ahoy sailor uniform. Dude. And I, I'm feeling for dude. They, they my guy, me. my guy, Steve. They need to get him out of Scoops Ahoy so we can see him get off some fits. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked, like, just at, at what they've done. It's great. It's great. I mean, it's it's great for the show. But what they've done with his character, the way that he is now one of the the kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes. He's like, yeah. uh, he's gone back in time. But yeah, man, that that outfit is tough. It, it's a tough look, and he's obviously it's he's not helping. shot down. He's getting shot right. down left and right. It's not helping out with the ladies, man. You know. So even in 1985, it, it was tough to pick up chicks from behind the counter of a of a uh, of a scoops away. Is that yeah. an actual? Business? I I don't think so. I think that's now a lot of the other places are like yeah. they show us a Sam Goody and I love that mall. Yeah, the mall is very very good. It's, it's fantastic. Great. All and, the old stores that they're showing. Uh, you, Orange Julius, yeah. I, be- I believe was a legit place that was real. Yeah. But I, I I feel like Scoops Ahoy is fake it's fictional. Do I have the sh- do I have that right? Yeah, it's Scoops Ahoy. It's Scoops Ahoy. Yeah, um, it's a good name. Oh wow! I just I googled it, and the first story that pops up. Take a look inside Netflix's Scoops Ahoy Stranger Things pop up. Yeah, and now I uh, don't even. There's going to be a Scoops Ahoy pop up yeah. South by Southwest. One hundred percent. Like one hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we haven't gotten to see him in the street clothes yet in season three, but. I feel like he is the ideal person to bust out some of these Nikes. They'll put him in him. Right? Put him in them. Like, if they're going to product place the Nikes at all, which, how are you going to make all those shoes and then not put them in the show? Right. Right? They'll they'll do it. They have to. I feel like they have to. Yeah. There'll be some dramatic scene where they, like, scan over his feet and he's, like, in a new outfit. and That's what I need. Yeah. I need him to be in a very kind of, you know, a, a slow, yeah, maybe a slow-mo scene we're very focused on the shoes that he is wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm picturing something like the Sandlot when when uh, when Billy the Kid laces up a fresh pair of PF Flyers yes. to make the the infamous fence jump uh-huh. to get the signed baseball back from from the from a. Uh, from the dog. I have a feeling that, that mind right now. you're going to get that in the form of Steve confronting Billy in some form or fashion. And he he, he busts out the box fresh Nikes to ready. to drop kicks to yes. drop kick Billy. That's right. <laughs> okay, that's how it's going to happen. Uh, I was actually Steve for Halloween two years ago. Man, and did you pull it off? I get I get people occasionally will tell me that I look like Steve from Stranger Things. I think it's mostly due to when I have this longer hair it like is. this, and I yeah. can you know kind of flop it all over the place, get some of those Steve vibes going a little bit. I wish you would get some more, like, he has a lot of the, the height. He does. He does. And Do that's, that. That's a, that lot, that's a lot of styling, a lot of time <laughs> with a blow dryer. I mean, he gives us his routine at the end of uh-huh. season two. That's right. With the Farrah Fawcett spray. That's right. That's why you can't do it, because they don't make that stuff anymore. No more Farrah Fawcett spray. Oh, I'm sure you can find some. No, but that's, he does have, he, he's got goat status hair. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh... It does more than mine. Mine is, uh, I mean, it's hard when it's uh, 100 degrees outside, but, you know, I, I, I do what I can, and that's really that all anybody can ask for. That's right. You, <laughs> you're good enough. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Um, so, he, he started season one, he's kind of a bad guy. We weren't sure about this character, this Mr. Steve Harrington. And then over the course of season one, towards the end, and then obviously in season two, he kind of turns face 
becomes a good guy. And the bad boy role is filled by one Billy. Man, he, he does a great job. And he is epitomizing bad boy style. Mm-hmm. He throws out that Harrington jacket. He goes for leather, baby. That's right. You know? Fast car. Fast car, white team. Yeah, they got the muscle yeah. car. A lot of white, Motley crew. A lot of Motley crew. And now his hair is also something to behold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the curls are crazy. Uh-huh. He makes a mullet just look fantastic, I got to say. Yeah. He really, really does. I think he's working with a little guy liner, too. Absolutely. Classic he 80s is. metal <laughs> hair metal band look, you know? Uh-huh. He's, he's following his idols. He's doing the Motley Crue and the Poison thing. He's got... Uh, take a look at his tattoo next time. I, I'm, I'm almost positive it's like a skull smoking a cigarette. I think that's right. <laughs> it looks very... You, that's what you should add that's to, the, to, the, to yeah. the box on your... To the empty box on your sleeve. Maybe so. A little a skull. You love skulls. I do. Now you just need one smoking a smoking cig. Smoking a cig. You got a one-up Billy. Um, he... All right. So he was like... He was cool in season two. His look, his appearance, all that. But I feel like over the course of the of the of the break, while we waited for season three, they really gave him like a glow up. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw the trailer that was dedicated to his scene. It was basically, I guess, really what it was. It was just straight from episode. I believe what's the, the episode where he comes out of the lifeguard room and like walks past all the, all the mommies. Two. Oh, no, they like when he's still himself. Yes. One. That's in episode one? Yeah. Okay. They basically pulled that scene and released it a little, as a little teaser. Ah. Uh, and he's got, the, he's got the fresh shades on. Yeah. His, his little thin stash is uh-huh. just looking better than ever. He's been in the gym, <laughs> but not too much. Yeah. And what's, what is a mom to do? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. <laughs> They really, they have. And I saw him on um, CBS this morning. Oh, did you? And he was talking about, they called him out on like, you know, uh, this is quite different of, of a role for you since your last role was uh, the Red Power Ranger. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And he didn't really care it, for that isn't, comment. Isn't the, uh, the Red Power Ranger also named Billy? <sighs> Who knows? No, I think that might have been the Black Ranger, Black Power Ranger. Well, whatever. He was the Red Power Ranger, and I love <laughs> that that was his last role uh, leading up to this. Yeah. Um, but he's doing a hell of a job, man. I love that he's like now, you know, not to spoil anything, I don't think we will, but like now that he is inhabited by the whatever yeah, now the that hell he, that is. Right, right. He's got a dark presence, a dark passenger riding along with him, uh-huh. as as, uh, as they would say in Dexter. Um. You can't trust this dude. No. And I would just say from the jump, you know you can't because anybody whose smile is that perfect, <laughs> whose teeth are that straight and that white and whose smile pops like that, you, ju- you just can't trust them. It's, it's right. science. That is, that's, that's a fact. They've, they've proven that. They've, that done, uh, they've, created a, they, they've used the scientific method uh-huh. by which you create a hypothesis and then you test that hypothesis with experiments uh-huh. and then you draw conclusions. Wow. Yeah. But uh, but Billy and Steve, they're really they're one and two. They're they're great. They're great to uh, the great guys to have on Fit Watch. Yeah, on a show that's that's super Steve's popular. Steve's got a long way to go for this season. Yeah, I mean, well, but but I think that almost makes it better. Yeah, right. Because you know he's going to get out of that scoops ahoy. <laughs> and when what? he and when he does, <laughs> dude, I love how he's going to be popping. He's going to be popping tags. Yeah, he will be. 
Okay, let's talk about some of the other characters besides, you know, Billy and Steve who are who are doing work out there. Uh, we mentioned her just a minute ago. Mike's mom, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Mrs. Wheeler, played by the great Kara Buono. That swimsuit, Mrs. Wheeler. God. Inappropriate. <laughs> for the neighborhood pool? Yeah, she was in heels, too. She's in heels? What is this, the Encore Beach Club? <laughs> is she in Las Vegas? Yeah, man, they come They come uh, correct. And I this mean, is, oh, by the way, this is Indiana. This is the yeah, Midwest. Right. I love the 80s. I love like the 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 kind of the reference to like the jazzercise yeah type look, the the kind of the one piece with the the big neon color blocks and the very very heavy makeup. Holy shit, and it stayed on in the and water. It stayed, yeah, it's all water. She's got that waterproof mascara on lock. Um <laughs> but this is a look, one that I doubt you would have actually found at the neighborhood pool uh-huh. in uh in Indiana. Yeah, on a hot summer day in 1985. <laughs> I know, man. That makeup made me uncomfortable just with her having it on out there in the sun. Now, maybe she's gone to such lengths because her and all of the other neighborhood moms are trying so desperately to impress Billy the Hunk. Yeah, Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. Yeah. It's showtime. Oh, man. That is so... <laughs> uh, what a show. Um, did you... I didn't know... I didn't realize she was blonde last season. I, I they really recall. like when she has the hair pulled yeah. back, like at the pool. Like it really emphasizes, I guess, her blonde like highlights uh-huh. or whatever. And it was like almost, I, I almost didn't recognize her at first because I was like, "Wait, was she blonde?" Right. Um, she's got to be out. She got to be careful out there, man. She's working it. She's working it hard. Okay, let's talk about the kits. We've got Mike. He's wearing his tiny '80s shorts. Dude, are they tiny? Very '80s. Great look for a 14, 15 year old. Eleven. Finally gets out of Hopper's flannels and is introduced to the Gap. Man, I love those fits. Great fits. Every one of them. She, she, and uh, she and Max are having a great time. Yeah, popping tags in that Gap. Uh, Dustin loves his camp. <laughs> Stays repping Camp Nowhere. I think he's also in some short shorts. They all are. <laughs> Probably like some little cargos, like some little, you know, some camp shorts. They're kind of Camp hopping. Nowhere. Now, see, that's got some legs. The, uh, does it? Yeah. I, the, I well, okay. So I believe one of the pieces of the Levi's collection is a camp nowhere is that green and yellow camp nowhere ring okay. ringer tea i i can i'm not even going to google it because i guarantee it's already a brand but that's a great brand name mm, yeah yeah when we were in high school one of the things that we liked to do was go down to buffalo exchange this yeah. is this is in houston and we all lived on the west side of houston and the buffalo exchange is like in town down on montrose mm-hmm. so it was a trek it's like at least a 30 minute drive and that felt like a long way, you know, we're cruising 15 miles down the highway to, to get into the city in, mm-hmm. in Houston. And uh, but we would go and we would that type of T-shirt, basically, but like a legit authentic one is exactly what we were looking for. Yes. Like I remember my buddy Everett had this awesome T-shirt that we were jealous of uh that was it was like i think it was a green tee with like a white ringer neck Mm -hmm. and it was from a camp or from a band from like a high school band oh man and i think it even had like a like a name like paul on it or something that's perfect and it was you know that is exactly the type of like thrifted tee that we were looking for um back in back in high school i found one recently i think you may have seen it it's a i found it right here on south congress in a vintage store an old miller light from 1972 Oh, yeah? Ringer. Really? And it fit. A lot of those ringers will get so tight, like, around the around neck the, and the yeah, arms. Yeah, And it, it yeah. kind of gets really weird looking. Well, what you don't want, it, you don't want that, like, sleeve to do, like, the little bag thing uh-huh. if the ringer gets too tight. Yeah. That's, yeah. They're tough nice. to uh, find a good one, but if you do, 
Make the purchase. Don't which, even think which, twice. Which store was? Feathers. Feathers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Feathers is cool. Shout out Feathers. Shouts to Feathers. Right here uh, right here on South Congress, yep, right where we are. Prices. Just down the street from the intersection of style and pop culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else we got? Okay. We have Will. This man still keeps a full-on wizard costume in the closet, just in case a rousing game of Dungeons and Dragons calls for it. Also, side note, I love that uh, his his voice is changing. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> that threw me off. Will is, I, I, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for him. They, what I wanted to say is like the actor. They've kind of clearly kept him dorky. Yeah, I think he kind of grew out of his dorkiness from seasons one and two, but now they've like really emphasize that bowl cut on him mm-hmm. and they're just kind of like making it like they could they could do, give him a makeover basically and he would suddenly look like the cool kid i i bet absolutely and but he's they make sure that he's more concerned with D. but d- right and he's the kind of the late bloomer yeah he's not interested in girls yet mm-hmm. it's ca- causing some strife in the relationships with his uh with his with his crew with the squad uh lucas got some pretty fresh 80s style yeah he, he's been rocking the tank tops a lot of prints Got some cool caps going on. Um, Did he have a sweatband on his uh, wrist? Yeah, I think he's had a sweatband on. That's Maybe a even like ba- uh, was season two the bandana around the head. I it think may he, have been. Yeah, I think yeah. And then our new our, our addition to the squad, another female, Max. She's been rocking the Chuck Taylors. Mm-hmm. Another you know timeless but also very eighties little piece of style. Uh, and that kind of rounds it out for for our Stranger Things style talk. Anybody else that you wanted to, to give shouts to? Um, Hop, oh, how could we forget? Wait. Hop in his new outfit. Hop in his new outfit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, looked like he was like straight out of Miami. The Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. They, see, uh, one of the things that they're doing is even though a lot of the pieces are really 80s and the show in general is very 80s, mm-hmm. I feel like they're also kind of referencing some modern culture. Yeah. Which is which is like, I don't know, it makes it feel a little, a little newer, a little fresher, a little bit more relative, but it's very, like, he he, he pops out that Hawaiian shirt and is just like, yes, he, throw a blazer on over that he's thing. He's having a rough go. Yeah, he is, though, yeah. He's having a rough go, and just watching how he lives his life makes me <laughs> cringe. Yeah, how far out is that cabin? Is he, like, I know. five minutes away from town? He or still like... hasn't replaced those windows, either. <laughs> uh, okay, that'll do it for our Stranger Things talk. We will obviously keep you updated once Steve breaks out of his um, fast food chains and starts putting on some some fresher duds. It's coming. Gets to get back into his closet. You know he's just got some stuff waiting in there mm-hmm. that he's not been able to wear because he's been working so hard. The, yeah, they're going to do a big scoop of ice cream, giving out <laughs> too many free samples. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit here and move on to some pop culture minute stuff. First thing I wanted to talk about, Starbucks, right now, and I believe for only a few days, I don't even know if this is going to the weekend, they have released a new, fun summer drink, and it is a tie-dye frappuccino. Yeah. So, if you thought that we had reached peak tie-dye, and I, I count myself in this, gl- in this group, I thought that we were there, I thought no. we had reached peak tie-dye. Mm-hmm. We were all wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. You were wrong. Everybody was wrong because now we've reached peak tie-dye. <laughs> Starbucks doing a special frappuccino drink that when all blended up uh, looks tie-dyed, that's peak tie-dye. And I'm really, here's here, here's the thing. I won't, I'm not going to front. I want to go get one of these things 
and then I want to wear a tie-dye t-shirt, and then I want to get a gram off okay. with a tie-dye frappuccino and a tie-dye t-shirt because I feel like it's an it's, it that belongs on the Club Cool Podcast Instagram yeah. feed at Club Cool Pod. That's fine, but I won't let you consume the beverage, and here's why. It's also peak diabetes. That That is true. I w- I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to talk about it. Will you give us get, give us yeah, the rundown? Let's get a little on, quick uh, rundown. On, <laughs> on what you're going to... On what, what you're going to consume if you order one of these Okay, drinks. so there are 360 <laughs> cals, uh, 14 grams of fat. You know, that's not the shocking part. So now 360 cows. I, you, I may have sent you a link with an, with an adjusted... Tell me what you've got the milk on right now. <laughs> the milk is on coconut. Coconut, yeah. See, it, if you just click on this link straight up, it, it will be served with whole milk. Which bumps all the numbers up all a little bit. Oh God! I was actually. We'll get to this in a second. But so give it, give it to us with whole milk. Four hundred calories. Four hundred calories. Fifteen um, grams of fat. Uh, the sodium is well. The cholesterol is up to fifty milligrams. Now here's the best part. There are fifty-eight fucking grams of sugar in this thing. Yeah. So that that's that is that's absurd. That's really really <laughs> wild, dude. Fifty-eight grams of sugar. Uh. Yeah. So. Oh my God. I, th- that's immediately what I noticed too, and that the reason that you that you have the link with the coconut milk is because I started playing around. <laughs> You're with, trying to make it work for with you with ways to <laughs> to to drop this off. Um, no caffeine whatsoever. It, even and even if you say no whipped cream, uh-huh. that only drops it down to 51 grams of sugar. <laughs> so th- th- this really is just like oh, you are going to crash and burn so hard what if you consume this. Thing? And I got, and, and that makes me, I'm, I was reading, trying to read what's in it. Yeah, I, I don't know what's putting this thing over the, to, over the top like this on the sugar. Is it the cream? It's got to be the cream frappuccino syrup mm-hmm. is what I think is doing it. So I was, I was actually going to, you know, if I, if I can put together a little, a little photo shoot here and do a tie-dye on tie-dye thing and just be basic, basic as hell, if you will. One thing I would ask is like, can you just give me like one pump of the cream syrup yeah. or something like that? <laughs> I got to take the sugar down this. I'm not going to, I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing 55 or 58 or even 51 grams of sugar. Oh man. Well. No way. I'd love to, to, to sample it just to just have give it one a whirl. Yeah. 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 Uh, but man, is that something? Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that we have peaked, uh, and yeah. you too can peak yourself on sugar. <laughs> if you consume all 16 fluid ounces of this thing. So there is, there's a spot here in downtown Austin called uh, Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a combat, it's an indoor, it's essentially an indoor food trailer court. Yeah. But all the, but all the restaurant, all the restaurants that are in there didn't all come from food trailers. And they are, it's like semi-permanent. They're in the, it's not trailers. It's like little, you know, inset kitchens yes. essentially but now occasionally restaurants will leave and something new will come in it's like i'd call it like i said it's semi-permanent yeah it's like stalls yeah i guess uh there is a spot called henbit uh-huh. in there and do you remember what henbit is a spinoff of is it i believe it's is it emmer and rye does that sound uh, right i don't know okay it's pretty popular and they have these things called monster cookies uh-huh now i would never on my own want to know you know, the rundown. I don't want to know the vitals. I don't want to know the nutritional in- information of one of these monster cookies. Yeah. I've had one before. They're incredible. You ate the full thing? Uh, I think I split it with somebody. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did. So I went to Whole Foods for lunch today. And Whole Foods, now in the cookie case, 
is slanging these henbit henbit monster cookies. Uh huh. And they've got the little card right up on them. Oh no! With the calorie number. What's that number, Barrett? Not eight hundred and forty calories. <laughs> Almost 900 calories for one of these monster cookies. That's double one of these things. And the monster, and, and I'm not, and the, like, this thing is probably, I want to say five inches in diameter. What makes it like a monster cookie is that it's like very kind of like bumpy and kind of thick. Yeah. It like, it looks like a little mini mountain range essentially, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not like, it's not like a six inch cookie in diameter. It's not like a huge thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like just it, dense as hell. It's just, it? it's just very yeah, and I mean, it doesn't, like, it tastes, it doesn't not, dense makes it sound like it's not very good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't want, like, a dry, dense cookie. But it's the, got some weight to but it. But it's got some weight to it, yes, which is what makes it, like, the monster cookie. All I'm saying is that you don't look at this thing and you're like, oh, my God, that is a massive cookie. You look at this thing and you're like, yeah, I could take down that whole thing easily. And all right, tell me again, 800 something? 840 calories. Wow. So that's the other thing that was surprising to me about this tie-dye drink is that you, you get in 55 grams of sugar into 360 calories like that is wild dude <laughs> oh shit that's really really wild so i don't know what i don't know what they're doing i'm i'm gonna go have to go investigate we'll see somebody if, out there please drink one of these things we'll see if i can pull something off here on thursday or friday but yeah but if you go to starbucks and you get one of these please please send it in you know send me a photo dm me at barrett dudley or at club cool pod on on uh on the gram because i'd love to see it i'd love to see if it actually looks like what i'm seeing in this picture right mm-hmm. here too did, what was that other drink they did that was so huge? They had like a unicorn. Unicorn. One. Yeah. They. they I, this is. I think they've kind of done this for the last couple of summers, where they have like a yeah. kind of an off-menu fun drink that is essentially designed to be posted on Instagram. It's designed to give you diabetes, and also designed to give you diabetes. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about another uh, you know ongoing situation here. ASAP Rocky has been detained in Sweden, suspected of an, a, an assault and battery charge. Mm-hmm. And there is video of an encounter where he gets in a he and like his squad get in a scuffle with a couple of guys, and he throws one to the ground. Now, there's all sorts of kind of noise surrounding this story. Some people say, like on the video, you can see that these guys are like harassing him and kind of like you know, essentially trying to start shit. There, I also saw a headline that I didn't get to read through today, but that maybe these guys that they ended up getting in a fight with were also kind of like being inappropriate or kind of accosting some of their their female guests or female friends mm-hmm. that uh, that were with the ASAP squad. Anyways, the story is is pretty wild, and <laughs> Sweden is keeping Rocky detained for two weeks while they decide whether or not they're even going to press the assault charge. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm I'm a little bit floored because that seems really, really, like, intense and, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to think of the word at 6, 6.30 p.m. here today, but, like, what, like, I, not Machiavellian, but, like, mid, almost medieval. Like, I'm surprised that Sweden has... The reports coming out are that the detention center and the, the the circumstances and the conditions at the prison where Rocky is being held are like not good. It says, quote, it's like walking in, walking into that place was like walking into a toilet. And that's a quote from somebody from the U.S. Embassy. Right. That went and saw ASAP. And y'all, y'all need to watch the video. The one that I saw on TMZ 
Rocky doesn't do a damn thing. It's his bodyguard that's getting in the face of these guys. Right. Is there another video of him actually? Yeah, there's another one where you can where you see him like kind of like yank a dude down by his shirt and like throw him on the ground. Uh huh. And then he, along with several of his squad members, kind of like do the thing where they all start kicking him. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. All right. All that being said, the lead up to this is the vid- the video that I've seen. These guys won't leave them alone. Right. Right. There's these two really skinny dudes who are taking their life into their own hands, like following this huge bodyguard. Yeah. Why you would start messing with this? Here's. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, it doesn't surprise me that ASAP Rocky and his squad got into this type of scuffle right. because I feel like it's something that they've done at least a couple times before. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I remember many years ago when ASAP was like kind of the the dude that was. Uh, like really getting like really on the rise at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. I remember, I believe something similar happened right, right. With, with he and his crew. Yeah. Like walking down the streets of Austin, yeah. like something happened. Somebody said mm-hmm. something and like there was a big tussle and some dudes got thrown on the ground. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt though, because I, I know how I feel when I'm in a crowd and mm-hmm. people are bumping in, in, into me sure. and it, it gets me flustered. Yep. Can you imagine when people are like seeking you out and trying to like grab at you and and Yeah, no, I can't. And and my larger point remains, I I'm kind of I'm just shocked that they are keeping him yeah. jailed while they even decide whether to press the charges. And I want to know if they press charges on the two jackasses that were messing with him. You know, and I, I, I it's just not something it's just not Sweden is not the country that I expected to be attached to this story yeah. based on how they're how they're treating the, the the situation. I don't know if they're like trying to prove a point. Like if they are I'll predict that they going extra hard because because he's famous. I don't understand it. Um also but now I I do expect that in the end being famous is ultimately going to big time help ASAP out here. Yeah. Because if this was just some random American, this would not be in the news. No, you'd be chilling in that cell for the two full two weeks and oh, at least yeah. Um, but I, I, it, I, I'm definitely gonna have to do some more research on this because, like, I don't know what happened. Like, the, what the sentencing that's been tossed around? Like, he could do six years what? for this. Yeah, there's really really wild stuff, kind of being tossed around and thrown around, like about what happens if they actually do decide to press charges and then he's convicted. All all this type of stuff, all like the charges and the hearing and the trial, it's also not accessible to by the media in Sweden. So we would essentially like just not even know what happens in the courtroom. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just really like It sounds it's, horrible. It's really, really scary <laughs> from from what on its face like seems to be like a very progressive uh-huh. country. But There's got to be more to this story. But I guess I got to do more research on well, it. I got to brush up on Sweden. Another quick quotation here. It says here that there is a prisoner in the next cell with severe mental issues who slams his head against a concrete wall and yeah. hurls feces, feces which are not cleaned up. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> they got to get they got to get him out of there. And th- Larger point for all of us regular Joe Schmoes, when you are in a foreign country, man, Ooh. you just have to be on your absolute best behavior. Absolutely. Do not get yourself into trouble. 
do not get blackout drunk. Do not start fights or engage in them. Because some shit like this is going to happen, and you're not ASAP Rocky. So your face in the video is not going to get plastered all over the news, and the the U.S. Embassy is not going to be doing everything they can to, like, assuage the situation and get you out as quickly as possible. But we might talk about you on the pot. It's it, it, that is possible. If you'll just give us a little <laughs> DM or something from the cell, <laughs> yeah, it's gives, somehow get your phone back. Right, we'll connect put the, to the word out. Connect to the prison's free Wi-Fi. Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely something to 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 stay on top of and and keep and we'll see how this plays out. I, I think you're right. I think that I cannot imagine this end, this going like the worst possible way. For him, nah. Think that he will be released. I, it seems like a stretch that they'd even press the charges, right? And um, my guess is that no members of the ASAP squad will be going to do any shows in Sweden ever again. Yeah, right. Or anybody <laughs> for that matter. Okay. Finally, last but not least, we got to give mad props to the U.S. women's national team for their victory on Sunday. They claimed their fourth World Cup title. Remarkable. Back to back, they're second in a row mm-hmm. over the Netherlands in a two nil match, mm-hmm. as a soccer ver- football vernacular, soccer vernacular will will have you say. And um, it was great game, great run. Did you watch it? Did you watch yes. it on Sunday? Yeah. It looked. Oh, that's right. You actually you went and you partayed. I did partay. Where did you go to watch the game? Uh, I met Big T-Shirt Matt over at Lavaca Street Bar on okay. Lamar. All right. And uh, it was a scene, man. Yeah. It was wild in there. 10 a.m. That's, yeah. I was I was um, skeptical of the, the early start time, but I had one Bloody Mary. I behaved myself and didn't <laughs> drink too much. But it was fun, man. Everybody in there was losing their minds. Well, it's not surprising because Austin led the nation – in like the share, the in the ratings essentially, uh, it was the top market for watching the final. So it is apparent that Austin loves itself some soccer, which bodes well for the new MLS team that we're getting. Right. Uh, I believe that FC Austin's or whatever they're called. I can't even remember at this point. I don't know. I almost want to call them the trees because I know that the logo has a tree <laughs> on it. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they are. The Austin the trees. Austin trees. <laughs> The Austin Arborists, uh-huh. um, but I believe the their inaugural season is slated to be 2021 here. Oh, is it? So we've got some time to wait, unfortunately, but I think that soccer is going to do really, really well here. If anybody else out there like me in Austin, uh, one thing that I've been thirsting for here in the 15 years that I've been here is I've always been desperate for a pro sports team. And I, I went to UT. Like, I love the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. I go to almost every home football game. But like it's just not the same. I, I I'm there's there's not a sports team that I care more about than than the Longhorns football team. But at the same time, there is a there is something different about professional sports and going to a professional sports game, and I really really miss that. Yes, one hundred percent. It's it's more of a. It, I mean, it's more of a pro- production, really. I yeah, guess. and there's less there's less turnover with the players typically. Yeah. And so you get to know your team right. for a That's longer right. period of time, generally. Uh-huh. There are also fewer teams in all of these leagues than there are schools. So there are far fewer players and teams to pay attention to. Yes. So you, it's easier to have like a better grasp on 
the ongoings of the league as a whole. And I like that too. I like feeling like I'm like I'm more in the know. Yeah. And you just really got to be like dedicated if you're going to like know about every single team and all the players in the SEC and the Big 12 and the oh. Pac-10 and like the the Big 10 and yeah. all, then all the small conferences too, like et cetera. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping that that team thrives here in Austin. And then I'm hoping that the, uh, the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League, also continues to thrive, maybe bolstered by this this World Cup run. And then maybe Austin can add an expansion team for the women yes. as well. So when they were... Um, we, we'll have the stadium. Right. They, what they were showing, or what they were talking about these other European players um, and how they were mentioning like their club teams. Yes. And it's just like an offshoot of the men's club teams. They were saying like, so-and-so plays for Arsenal, but it's just the women's club. I had no idea that that was a thing. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't super aware of that either. And but then I don't know if that's that I don't know if that's always the case, but maybe maybe it is. Oh, the what was interesting to me was that like the big women's club team overseas was Lyon, the French team. Yeah. Lyon is it, there a men's Lyon? There probably is. I'm sure, but is there are there any Americans on these teams over there? So most of the Americans, a lot of them, play for. They've all been really dedicated to trying to make the NWSL happen. Okay. They want to like, that is part of the, that is part of the ongoing plan to like make this an every year thing. Yeah. Because people love this team and they love these girls and the athletes and the, Mm -hmm. they, they, when the women's world cup rolls around, everybody gets behind it and everybody loves it. Mm -hmm. But then we're not as good about supporting the league, no, the the leagues, the leagues that they're that they've been a part of in the past, and I, one, at least one or two of them have folded. So the NWSL has been around, I think, only for two or three seasons now, mm-hmm. and there's only nine teams, and that is what. So most of these players have kind of been dedicated to like playing for one of these teams to help it become as big as it can be and to help it grow and to keep yeah. eyes on it. Uh, now there were the. Uh, uh, Lindsay Horan, I believe one of the midfielders on our team. Mm-hmm. She didn't actually she didn't start uh, in the in the <clears throat> final, even though she is ranked as one of the best players in the world, like top five player in the world Whoa. right now. She has done some stints on some of these European club teams. I see, and so I believe that a lot of our big time players, like I think Alex Morgan, has done some stints for European yeah. teams, and I think they soccer is is a, is different. But because like there's international play, yeah, a lot of them like go out on loan to yeah. other teams mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So it's almost it almost be like if like LeBron plays for the Lakers, but then you know the Ch- the Chinese summer league is going on, and it, yeah, and he goes and plays for a China team for a Chinese team for yeah twenty five million bucks for their three month season or whatever. Yes. Yeah, like that's the type of stuff that the international that the international soccer players can do a little bit more of okay um well they need to get paid more first of all like that th- just hearing all those stats about what the men get paid the national team versus the women yeah who actually win world cups yes i mean it blows y- your mind the gap is phenomenal and i'm i and i am absolutely with you i i don't have all of the numbers in front of me i'm positive that there is 
I'm positive that there is a if you if you scaled it all, if you adjusted for all the very variations, yes, the the women are still probably getting paid a lot less. They are, but I but but like, what's the TV deal for the women's World Cup versus the men's World Cup? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, right. how much does FS1 pay to broadcast the men's World Cup versus how much do they pay for the women's World Cup? Yeah, and what are the sponsors putting in? Uh-huh. And like, there's all these things which are like which are reasons that make some sense as to why they're able to pay the men's players more. Yeah. But I'm at the same time, I'm with the women here. Like these these women should get paid more than they are for being the dominant force in women's soccer. We all have to do our part now, essentially. We have to support women's soccer uh-huh. so that they can continue to grow that and build that. I heard an interesting take. It was on Bill Simmons podcast uh just today or yesterday. He was saying that, and and I, I got a bone to pick with Nike. My next comment, the B- Simmons comment was was directed at Nike, basically, and he said, uh, so the the numbers were, all the women ended up getting about two hundred fifty thousand dollars for winning the World Cup. Mm-hmm. All the men that win the World Cup get about a million. He said that Nike should have just made up the difference, right? Like because can consider the right. PR. Yeah, it would have cost him about twenty million dollars. And it would have been, I mean, incredible story. incredible story, incredible PR. Right. And instead, instead, after the women won the World Cup, I'm messing around on Nike. I go immediately to Nike.com to see like the gear that they're going to put out for the women. And the front page is just is is the React Element 720 sneaker that we talked about <laughs> last week. God. And it was for several hours. I don't understand how Nike who is so supportive of their athletes and so supportive of women and has run an entire campaign yeah. about women in sports was not more dedicated and more behind this team. Yeah. How is it, why did they not have a landing page ready to go immediately following mm-hmm. their victory? You should have gone to nike.com and that should have been splashed all over the front page. All their Nike athletes, yeah. Alex Morgan and Carly Lloyd and whoever else. I agree, man. Like that's that is it's wild to they me. They could have sold a lot of gear. Too. They could have sold a ton of gear, and like eventually it was available, but they didn't push it like I thought they, that they would. That's the 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 same bone was picked by um, some of the people in like the pride um, parade or in 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 the organization, mm-hmm. talking about how all these corporations like turn everything rainbow on their Instagram for for like. A few days, sure, and sure. then once the pride parades are over, it's like it never happened. Man, that God, I, I we could talk for another fifteen minutes about that. The commercialization, and yeah. I think that's the the best word for it, of pride mm-hmm. in June was like nothing I've ever seen. Before. Dude, it was crazy. Every single company uh-huh. that I get emails from that I'm like on the list, I, I think every single one like slapped a rainbow flag on a piece of, on a garment 100%. or an item or a clothing and sent an email out about it. Yeah. And it's like, I that that is a tough situation. And I feel like we would need a member of the LBGTQ, and I'm going to miss a letter here, community uh-huh. to come on and, and have that discussion with us because you know, I don't want to speak for, yeah. for the community at large. But I, but I can see, like, it's great to have the ally, the allyship it's great to have everybody promoting it and celebrating it with you. But when they're all clearly like turning out product that they're profiting off of, they've got a, a very and, like, clear monetizing agenda. the support of the community. Yeah. It's it's a little it feels a little weird. It feels it a little does. gross. It does. And there's 
You know, um, I watch Vice News every night, and I know that they're they can be biased, but they did a full story on it, and it was very interesting. About there's other like factions of Pride out there mm-hmm. that have broken off due to that. Okay. Due to the commercialization and all these big names that have just slapped their name like on these floats and like, um, like this one guy was saying like I, I was at the pride parade and it felt so weird to me like getting beads thrown at me that had like TD Ameritrade all over them, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's just something like it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. It's it's a uh, it's kind of a conundrum, but I, I get. You know, I get a lot of the rhetoric that has that's been talked about. But with the, the women's World Cup team, like, what an incredible ride! And man, are they good? They, they're yeah, and they're just and it's just like watching and, and then th- that night watching the men lose to Mexico. Yeah, I was just like, oh god, like it just brings you right back down. It does, it does. Um, fortunately, the women have been continuing all of their epic celebrations. They've been all over social media. They had a parade today in New York. They uh, watching all of them dance and celebrate, drinking Budweisers yeah. uh, in the locker room was after great. was awesome. Yeah, uh, man, these the, all of these girls and like especially the ones that that everybody knows, Rapino and Alex Morgan and Carly Lloyd. They, they're all like I just want to hang out and be friends with all of them. They are all like well deserving stars, and. I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my best to to get out there and support this like women's soccer in general because I really like watching them. I really like them as celebrities and as athletes and as I mean icons basically. And uh, and I want to see more from them. I want them to succeed. I want them to get paid more. So find your local, your nearest, you know, NWSL team. Ours is is Houston, the Houston Dash. Okay. Carly Lloyd used to play for us. She does not anymore. Unfortunately, Houston does currently not have a member that was on the national squad. Bummer. But next time I'm in, next time I'm in Houston, I'm, I'm going to try to to get yeah. to a women's game. They play. The season's going on right now. Goes through like September or October, mm-hmm. and a lot of the teams are in like mid major markets or in cities right outside of like a big city. Yeah. For example. So, you know, depending on where you're at, you might actually, that might be really convenient for you or maybe got to drive 40 minutes. But if you like the Women's World Cup, if you liked watching them, if you, you know, you know, get out there, continue to support them. And, uh, you know, even though Nike was a little slow on the uptake here, get out there and get yourself some gear too. Because I saw if, the gear, if the gear does well, that it, that continues the ball rolling. It, it, it shows the companies that this is profitable, that these women yeah. are marketable, that they can make more money. Um, I, I do intend to get one of the jerseys. The, the The thing is, I want the women's jersey. Now, the only difference, the men and the women essentially have the same Nike jerseys right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the women's will have, and if you pre-order one of the new ones now, it will have four stars on it for their four World Cup victories. The men's, you'll note, has zero stars yeah. on it because the men's team is trash. Oh wow, <laughs> hot take! It was man. It was just. It really. It was it's bad. It was a letdown because we were so. The men's team was so close to putting in like eight goals. What's and more? they just like they, they just there's they're 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 kind of cursed, man. They're well, like what, the the most upsetting part to me, and it always can't is. Execute. Is when they play Mexico or, well, 
let's just when they play Mexico, the the crowd is like ninety five percent Mexicans. Yeah. I mean, Americans just refuse to get behind it. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It's tough, and it's it. I, I feel like it's getting to be kind of like a chicken and egg thing too. It's like, well, if you did better on the national stage, maybe we'd come support you. Yeah, and it's like we got we we should be more supportive of the of the men's league and the men's program as well. I, don't get me wrong. I really want the men's team to be good, to do well, to succeed. Yeah, like I'm not gonna go watch Austin FC if they're trash. Unfortunately, I, I'm gonna. I, first season's gonna be wild. You know, people in Austin. We all love just oh, right. the most yeah, hottest, trendiest thing. Let's <laughs> go. I'm saying fast but, forward. You know, if four if, years, if it's a trash season, team, in, if there's just trash. No, well, yeah, that's well, going. that's true too. I mean, and that'll happen. Austin, I'm sure, will also be fair weather fans. 100%. Yeah. All right, guys and girls, that'll do it for us today. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Club Cool Pod. And if you can spare $2 a month and get a little extra content, go check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Club Cool. Uh, unfortunately, I, I have not gotten to put out any July content, but I'm going to get Phil to, to throw me some stuff to include on the new July $50 list. I intend to have that out this week. And then uh, I'm also kind of just doing like a roundup of of stuff that I've uh, that I've been feeling on the internet, just some some links and some stories and some clothes and some sales and and some new releases and a bunch of stuff like that. So we'll try to get that out this week as well. You know, comment, let me know if you're if you're into it when I post it. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Barrett Dudley. Phil, where can the uh, the good people out there follow you? Uh, on Instagram at P Batag. And uh, and share the pod if you like what we're doing here. Share it with friends. Subscribe, rate us on uh, on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. We're available on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts. I guess the whole shebang. That is it. That will do it for us today. But we will be back next week. Bye bye. We love you.